the Bible Study Podcast, episode 436. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Matthew 13 and finishes that chapter. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We jump into chapter 13 at verse 44. We get two more or three more parables, depending on how you count them. The first goes like this. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. These are two very short parables, parables that don't come with an explanation, but I think we can unpack them. One of the things that we learn about the kingdom of heaven in these two parables is that it has value. Not only does it have value, but it has great value. It has greater value than anything else. When Paul talks about, I count all as loss, that he has given up for the kingdom of heaven, it's the same theme as these two parables. Now, the interesting thing with these two parables is that the man who finds the field, the treasure hidden in the field, and the man who finds the pearl, what they're doing looks weird. The first man, for instance, finds this treasure in a field. Now, it's interesting to note that it's not his field. And so he's hiding the treasure again because he has to go buy the field so that he can claim it. That's a little unscrupulous, if you ask me. But it's saying that the kingdom of heaven is like this, that the man has found this treasure, and he goes and he sells all that he has in great joy, not because he has to, but because he knows that what he's giving up is of less value than what he's getting. But think about all of his neighbors who see him selling all he has and buying that field, that field that may be for sale because it's not a particularly good field. It's not particularly good land. In fact, isn't that why that field is for sale? Why that treasure hasn't been discovered yet is nobody has been tilling the soil, perhaps. How did this man even discover this field? Well, I don't know. Jesus isn't getting into that. But this man is doing something that may look foolish, and yet is extremely wise. This man understands the value of what he's giving up. It's not that it has no value, but he also understands what he's giving it up for. Now, the application of that is fairly simple. All of those things that keep us from the kingdom of heaven, all of those things that distract us, all of those things that head us in a different direction are not as valuable. And if we give them up for the kingdom of heaven, we should do it as this man did with great joy. Thinking about how much more valuable it is to be heading in the direction of God, how much more valuable it is to be a recipient in all the things that God has given us, including, of course, and especially in starting with our salvation through Jesus. And similarly, that man who is a merchant looking for fine pearls, part of the deal of being a pearl merchant is being able to better spot that fine pearl. And so he finds that one of great value, that one that somebody is undervaluing so that they're allowing him to buy it. And again, he sells everything he has and buys it. What 
is the kingdom of heaven worth for us? What is it worth giving up? And then the final parable in this particular chapter, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up from the shore. Then they sat down and collected the fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, we've got the gnashing of teeth. We've got that terrible, terrible regret as those who have not purchased that field, as those who have not seen the quality of that pearl, as those who have not put their faith in God and in the kingdom of heaven are left out, and in this case are thrown into the blazing furnace. This is very similar to that parable that we had last week of the weeds and the wheat that were sown together. The difference being that that one particularly pointed out that it was an enemy who had done it, and this one just talks about the good and the bad, the different kinds of fish, but the one big net. And that in the end, it will all be sorted out. In the end, it will all be made clear. In the end, there will be great joy and there will be great, great regret. And Jesus says, have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Now that is an interesting parable. That one is a little less clear. But he's talking about people who were disciples. He's talking about people who have understood what he's talking about. And he says they're like someone who brings out of the storeroom new treasures as well as old. I think what that's talking about, I think the treasures that we're talking about here is our understanding that we are storing up for ourselves understanding, understanding of the things of the kingdom of heaven. Because this whole section here, as we're getting down here to verse 52, has been talking about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And the wisdom that we pull out of these things, I believe, is that treasure that we're pulling out of our storeroom. How good it is for us if, as we go through life, we are storing up treasures, treasures in terms of wisdom. Wisdom is one of those things that isn't just about knowledge, but being able to apply knowledge, being able to take the things that we have learned and put them into practice. That, I think, is where wisdom comes in. And you can be a very wise person, as I think my grandfather was, and not a learned person. He had only a sixth grade education, but was a very wise man. And the chapter concludes this way, a prophet without honor. When Jesus had finished teaching these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith. It's interesting and sad that we sometimes react that way, that we sometimes react that way that this odd reaction by his hometown is not that far afield from what we might do. They're a little jealous. They're a little surprised. 
and somehow they take offense. Why don't they instead become very proud of this hometown boy? Why isn't it that they, of all people, accept him more? But instead they take offense at him. What has he done that they're taking offense at? Is it the miracles? Is it teaching with wisdom? Are those things that we should be offended by? Are they offended because they think they know him and he's acting differently from what they expect? And yet they take offense. And it's interesting. It says he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith. He did some miracles still in this town which has no faith in him. Jesus is doing miracles. How many miracles is enough? He's still doing plural miracles. How many miracles have you seen? How many miracles would you need to see? How many miracles is enough? And yet, because of their lack of faith, Jesus is doing just a few miracles. Just one or two. Just a handful of miracles. How blessed would we be if Jesus did just a handful of miracles for us? I pray that this year, 2016 will be filled with miracles, that will be filled with faith. I pray that this year you and I will dig down deep as that man had to do to find that treasure in the field and that we will know the value of it and that we will take the appropriate steps to obtain that treasure and that we'll do it as he did with great, great joy. So wishing you joy for this year. We will end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.